Welcome to Dime Stories, three-minute stories, some fact, some fiction, all read by the authors. Stay with us to find out about submitting your own. I'm Amy Wallen, and today's Dime Story is Tommy by Kelly Ruth Winter. Tommy Schmidt does not drink milk. He's scrawny and freckled and eight years old to my five. We are in love. His mom pays my mom to watch him after school. I watch him from the kitchen as he sits Indian-style on the brown shag carpet in front of our TV. Later, in the entryway of our house, Tommy and I tap our feet on the floor, imitating the patterns of speech. Tap, 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 says the dirty sole of his white tennis shoe. I love you, I guess. He grins. The next day, I draw a picture of us getting married, crisscrossing the pencil over my face to make a veil. I include a baby. My mom says I shouldn't have my baby at my wedding. Her eyebrows say I shouldn't marry Tommy. A year later, I sit in the middle of the school bus while Tommy sits in the back with the older kids. I lean into the aisle, pretend to look out the back window, but really look at him. He's a bad boy now. I can tell from his ripped jeans and the number of times the bus driver makes him sit up front. His eyes meet mine, and then he hands me a half-dollar-sized piece of leather covered in turquoise beads. Want it? he asks. Sure, thanks. I face the front and bite my smile. At home, I tuck the trinket in the pink plastic jewelry box my dad gave me. My dad and Tommy's dad used to ride motorcycles out to Wyoming and Washington, sleeping in a tent along the way. I imagine our fathers each rolling a t-shirt to fit in the pouches on the backrests of their bikes. If our fathers rolled their t-shirts, kept them in the leather pouches of motorcycles, and traveled the same roads, what made me good and Tommy bad? In the summer, my family moved seven miles from one tiny Iowa town to another, so I don't have to ride the bus anymore. When Tommy is in sixth grade and I am in third, he lights his house on fire and tries to kill himself with a pair of scissors. During art class, I stare at the blue vein that snakes from my palm, then run the edge of my scissors over it. A faint white line appears, then vanishes. My mom says Tommy's in a mental institution. When I am in high school and Tommy has long since dropped out, he comes in the town hardware store where I work, dusting shelves and helping customers find pop rivets and 3 8 size bolts. He's been in and out of boys' homes and jails, has long, frayed, rust-colored hair, and is missing his front right tooth. But I still recognize him. Shotgun shells, he says, voice low. I bite my lip, try not to look at him as I stride to the case. I want him to recognize me, to tell me that I grew up pretty, but he just follows me, stares at the floor. Fumbling with the keys, I wonder if I should sell him shotgun shells at all, but there's no background check for ammunition. When I count back the change, my fingertips graze his palm. He just grabs his shells and saunters out the door. After I graduate, I go to college with my scholarships and hand-me-down TV. Tommy dies alone at his parents' house in the country. Suicide, but I'll never know how. Sitting alone in my apartment, I find his obituary online, only five lines long. Q 
Kelly Ruth Winter says her story, Tommy, is true. Kelly's piece was originally published in Brevity, a journal of literary nonfiction. To hear any of the dime stories in our series, or to submit a story of your own, fiction or fact, that fits neatly inside three minutes, visit our website at dimestories.org.